Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman in Colombo, where the team arrived by car, by train and even helicopter today. It has been quite a 24 hours, especially for the likes of Joe Root, Keaton Jennings and even Andrew McKenna, who spent the day watching how landmines are cleared in the north of the country. It puts things massively in perspective. It makes you uh, realise the danger that some people are in real danger that some people are in when they when they get to work in the morning more on that later and the full experience will be brought to you during the third and final test match uh, from the ssc Uh, meanwhile england coach trevor bayliss has been speaking of off the back of england's uh, win over sri lanka in the second test match and he says while they've done well they can still find areas to improve I mean, there is a pressure in itself. You know, if we want to keep rising up the rankings in uh, Test cricket and, and keep improving and keep getting better, you know, we've got to put these two wins aside and try and go out and win that last match. More of that interview as well to come. And myself and Neil Manthorpe will revisit a train ride that had the vertigo sufferers amongst us praying silently and ended with us all captivated by a thrilling four-run victory for New Zealand against Pakistan uh, in the UAE. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of Sri Lanka. You're listening to Following On. Well, greetings from Colombo, where it is as we left it, or rather it is as it was when we arrived, absolutely shedding it down. I mean, the thunderclaps and the lightning were very, very close together. At times, it seemed the worst place in the world to be was in a uh, metal uh, vehicle hurtling around the streets of Colombo as we were with uh, almost flood-like rain uh, lapping up against the wheels but uh, here we are back in uh, dry land uh, myself and Neil Manthorpe we've had a bit of a day manners uh, how's that for a train journey where well, you've traveled all around the world uh, we traveled by train from uh, Candy um, in the mountains to Colombo and uh, personally it will go down as probably the best most interesting and scary train journey i've ever had what about you where's it rate 
<laughs> well, um, I've done it a couple of times before and years gone by. And you know that old retired train that was sitting there uh, that when we boarded the new train? That old one with the um, observation, observation carriage. That was just beautiful, wasn't it? I actually went on that. So I'm familiar with, uh, with the journey and, and I love it. I love it to bits. I mean, the railway, the infrastructure was built in... in 1860 so they might have upgraded the carriages and upgraded the train but it still has that sense of kind of pioneering history and absolutely loved it Um, and I made sure if you noticed and you accidentally but happily sat on the right hand side of the train because on the left hand side of the train which Gareth Batty was on has the sheer sheer drop and he wasn't very comfortable was he well, me and Bats climbed up Cigarilla Rock. Well, you, you were with us. You went to the top. Me and Bats absolutely didn't uh, because we do have a good fear of heights. Um, yeah, there was yelping, wasn't there? I mean, do you know what? I was lost in my own mind. I love a train journey. I think it's probably when I was a kid and we, we never had a car growing up. So we used to go on these uh, caravan holidays once uh, for, a, for a week during the summer holidays. And my mum and dad used to pack everything that we had uh, to take for that week in one suitcase and all three kids had small backpacks, and in there was all the the, uh, the food we'd have on the journey, and it was it was such a wonderful time. Um, so there I was, minding my own business, looking at the rock face, which, if you were on the right hand side of the carriages, was about a foot away from your face. Uh, water draining down, the, the, every now and again the branch would look like it was going to come in. It was that close, and lost in my own world. And then suddenly a yell from Gareth Batty, who, like me, does not like heights. I turned immediately to the left and an expanse um, that stretched out for miles, mountains in the distance. It was uh, a little bit hairy, but it was brilliant as well. What I loved as well was every single... I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you did. um, Every single train station had, as part of its sign, how many metres above sea level it was. (laughs) And the relief... As we got to station six or seven, and it started to get to a level where, which was acceptable to those suffering from vertigo, but an amazing, amazing journey, and just part of what it's like to be uh, on tour, I suppose. And uh, you're well versed in that. Well, exactly. You know what's so nice um, for me, and it's it's a sad thing that we kind of um, we assume that our heroes will. Um, hire a seaplane or take a chauffeur-driven car. or And they can do that. Of course they can. But to be there with Matty P, Matt Pryor and, and Gareth Buddy, you know, you know, um, three times Ashes winner, Matty P. And, and given the option, um, he said, no, no, I'm going with the boys. You know, I haven't been on the train. And absolutely, that's exactly what I'm going to do. He spent his international career going on luxury-driven coaches and being flown here and there and whatnot. But... Um, he was not interested. He was saying, absolutely. I mean, we spent six hours on the fun bus going from Gaul to Candy. And he said, um, well, if it's the fun train now, then it, that's the fun train for me, which was brilliant. I mean, I, it, was, it was terrific. But just being able to sit there, you know, with you, um, I did feel at one point to say, John, you're sitting with your arm out the window. I remember from a few years ago that it does get a bit close. So I was just about to say to you, um, you may just want to think about that arm being out the window quite as far as it is, but you were enjoying the breeze, <laughs> and then suddenly you, you got your own wake-up call. I realised very quickly. I did say to Sam Ellard, our producer, Sam, on no account you'd stick your head out the window or any other body part. And his answer, why? <laughs> 
I should also mention that fair play to Matt and Gareth because we weren't even in first class; we were in second class, weren't we? So, uh, well, look, it was uh, it was a wonderful uh, trip for us today. Um, but also, we look back on the second Test match and a win for England, uh, a series win nonetheless. And uh, you would have been there for the last time they won, uh, because of course they were playing in your uh, homeland in South Africa nearly three years ago. Uh, Trevor Bayliss, a coach speaking after the game with Andrew McKenna, said that whilst there was plenty to be pleased about, uh, still areas for improvement. Trevor, there's no such thing as a bad win. There's no such thing as a bad series win, especially when you've not won away from home in nearly three years. How happy are you and the team with this? Uh, well, ecstatic. I mean, the, uh, to win or to be up 2-0 already in, in this uh, series has been fantastic. I think the, the way we've gone about it has been a, you know, a credit to the boys. Joe has spoken from well the day that you arrived. Positive. That's the way you want to play. It's all very well to say that, but to stick to it and see it through, actually, they've man- they've managed that as well. Well, look, I suppose the we, we sat down and had a look at uh, you know what's been successful and what hasn't here, and you know a lot of teams have come to uh, have come to Sri Lanka and tried to play from the crease and you know, wait for the bad ball and got knocked over. Yeah, you know, the, the last England team to uh, to win here in 2001 lost the first test and then made a point of uh, we've got to spread the field um, and put the pressure back on the opposition. So I mean that sits fairly comfortably with uh, with our guys and the way they play their their cricket. Um, so yeah, the, the the two England teams that have won here have both gone about it in the same same fashion. Adaptability seems to be such a key part as well. Recognizing what is working, what is working. The change to the sweep shots for this this second test. Massive. I mean, the amount of stats. I mean, you're way off the charts in terms of leading leading matches in terms of the sweep shot played. But that was obviously a very important tactic. And even though it cost you seven wickets in the second innings, it was no. That's the right approach. Oh well, definitely. Um, yeah, you can always look. You know, the negative way is to look at how many wickets we've lost. Uh, but the positive way is to actually um, yeah look at the skill that we use to actually score. Yeah. 600 runs in this, uh, in, or over 600 runs in this, uh, in this match on that on that type of a wicket. You know the skill required to actually achieve that is uh, fantastic, and this group of guys have got a, yeah, have an abundance of it. As a coach, you've probably got a mental checklist when you arrive here of things we need to do to win a series in Sri Lanka. How many of those do you feel the team have ticked off, and, and how many are still there waiting, if you like? Uh, well, so far, yeah, probably most of them. Um, you know, I thought I thought our spinners in the second innings did a you know a great job. Um, we probably didn't bowl as well as we would have liked uh, in that first innings, the spinners. But to uh, you know, there's an extra pressure to bowl a team to a win on the last day on a spinning wicket. Um, and I thought the uh, you know I thought our spinners uh, handled that pretty well today. We probably got a lot more balls in you know in the right area than we did in the first innings. And uh, you know, I, I, all credit to the guys. You know, they took all ten wickets between them. Um, you know, fantastic effort. They've now got. A different kind of pressure going to Colombo to complete a 3-0 series clean sweep. That's a fantastic kind of pressure to have, though, I imagine. Well, I'd much rather be 2-0 up trying to win uh, 3-0 than 2-0 down or you know, even 1-1 going into that last game where the, you know, there would be a lot of pressure. But, I mean, there is a pressure in itself. You know, if we want to keep rising up the rankings in uh, Test cricket and, and keep improving and keep getting better, um, you know, we've got to put these two wins aside and try and go out and win that last match. You've got to celebrate your successes, but there's a fairly quick turnaround. So is it a case of a couple of days and then we get back at it, boys? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, and these, this group of guys just, you know, over the last uh, six months or so have, uh, 
have probably turned things around and um, you know, very professional outfit. You know, got Stokes out there having a cup of tea um, and getting his skin folds taken straight after the game, which is a little different maybe uh, a few years ago. But uh, you know, th these guys they do want to win three 0 You know, there was already talk up there about um, you know, winning that last match and, and going home uh, you know, with three wins under our belt. Joe Root was under a little bit of pressure coming into this series, if you believe the words of Shane Warne, saying that he shouldn't be captain the Test match side. Well, he's just led them to a 2-0 series victory with a game to come and has just been man of the match. He, he can't do much wrong at the moment. Oh, no. Oh, well, people are allowed their opinion. I mean, it'd be a boring world if uh, we all had the same thoughts. Um, but, look, I think Joe uh, you know, wouldn't have taken any notice of that at all. You know, he's got a job to do. Um, and he knows, uh, you know, he knows he's going pretty well now. His 75th Test match, thought he played outstandingly well and, and led the team well in this match. Just finally, I've watched you train for many hours on this tour. There's an awful lot of work put into little things, fielding drills. When you watched the work of Keaton Jennings at short leg, the catch he took, and then also the rebound catch that Ben Folks takes, the work of Ben Stokes in the slip, does that give you a sort of sense of pride as a coach that actually all the hard yards? You can turn around and say, "Guys, this is exactly what I'm talking about." Yeah, definitely, and I think the I think the players realise that. You know, we don't have to, uh, you know, we, we don't have to push too hard to get these guys to actually train. In fact, you know, quite the opposite sometimes. You know, I think we verge sometimes on on maybe doing too much, especially in hot conditions like this. But certainly, when it comes to uh, yeah, yeah, to, to fielding, um, yeah, the guys work hard. You've coached here. You know what it's like. How difficult a series is. So I'll allow you to put it into context. How big is this series win for England in Sri Lanka? Well, it's only the, the second time in history, isn't it, that they've won a um, they've won a series here in in Sri Lanka. You know, to, to come to the subcontinent and beat a beat a home team on their you know in their own conditions, um, you know, is one hell of an effort. And uh, you know, we're not going to rest on our laurels. We'll be out to try and win the next one as well. Trevor Bayliss talking to Andrew McKenna there, and he's absolutely right. He's, um, he was. Do you know what was interesting from that, actually, that, that interview personally, was, you know, we made much of the use of the reverse sweep. We made much of the manner in which England went about their business against Sri Lanka in that second test match. Um, Trevor Bayliss was quite keen for us all to know that he was part of the decision-making, picking up on the fact that last time England won in Sri Lanka 2001, they lost the first test, and then went attack. They went attack-minded. They realised they couldn't just sit back on the back foot and defend. They had to get on the front foot and, in this case, sweep. Sri Lanka to distraction. Um, he's under pressure, Trevor Bayliss, as is Joe Root. It was a much-needed win because at one point, uh, late on day four, it actually looked like Sri Lanka were almost favourites to win that test match. They were. Uh, there's no question about that. And, you know, let's remember that, that Trevor Bayliss was hired ostensibly for his white ball skills as a coach. I mean, he... And he radically transformed the England one-day team into the best in the world. And the test record has lagged frustratingly behind. So coming here in, in a country in conditions that he knows so well, that he's so familiar with, um, and also had great success with Sri Lanka, um, I, I suspect probably that uh, he, he thought that, that it would be a, a watershed moment in his coaching career with England. Um, and he had to succeed. It was a radical plan. Joe Root really bought into it. We understand all the senior players did as well. Let's change everything. Let's change our mindset. Let's change our approach. And as Joe Root said beautifully after the test match, you know, we talked the talk and then we walked it. 
for two successive test matches. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that, that Trevor Bayliss was sort of putting up a finger going, uh, yeah, yeah, me, me too, I was also involved, because, you know, there's, his reputation, if not his job, was also at stake, and it's um, worked out rather well. Has indeed. Well, look, whilst uh, myself and Manners are on the train, uh, some of the other party were uh, being treated a trip in a Chinook helicopter, military style. Uh, Mark Nicholas, Andrew McKenna, along with Joe Root, Johnny Bairstow, Keaton Jennings and Ollie Stone boarded a Sri Lankan Air Force helicopter which took them up north to Manair. Uh, this is one of the areas badly affected by the Civil War as the region has uh, thousands of landmines still lying in the ground as a result of that conflict. Uh, they went to see the work to remove them. Mark Nicholas spoke with Jane Cocking, the chief exec of the Mines Advisory Group. Jane, you're involved in um, something hugely important, um, almost astonishing really in, in the size of the project, but so moving as well. It's a privilege to be involved. Um, landmines are still a scourge and a, and a presence in the lives of people in this community that stop their children playing, that stop them growing fruit that they can sell, that stop them building houses, is just wrong. And MAG has amazing staff, amazing skills. So for us, it's a privilege to be part of helping these people get over the legacy of war that they lived with for 30 years. Given the war, the civil war here in Sri Lanka, finished in 2009, um, how is your progress with these mines? I mean, it's slow, isn't it? It's slow, but it's definitely there, and we are delighted that Sri Lanka has a national plan to be completely free of landmines by 2020. Uh, it's ambitious, but it's doable. And do you think that the, the, the impact of the England team here today for creating awareness is very important for your work? Oh, it's been invaluable for us because one of our biggest problems is that so many people in the world think that landmines is a, a, an issue that was solved and it certainly isn't. There are 60 million people worldwide living with the threat of landmines. So to have high-profile players come and lend their support to the cause is just brilliant for us and more importantly it's fantastic for the people who live in this area and who need to be free of these dreadful things life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine 
and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. You know, the uh, the thing about sport that I love is it really does mean the world. But at the end of the day, it is completely irrelevant at the same time. Um, and continue on with that theme, uh, England captain Joe Root spoke with Andrew McKenna. It's an eye-opening experience, this, spending a couple of hours in a minefield, Joe. Yeah, um, it puts things in perspective quite quite a lot, doesn't it? Um, but it's great to see the great work that's being done around um, this part of, of Sri Lanka and um, you know seeing the the farming the, the sort of um, the rebuilding of the community is I think that's probably the most impressive thing is it's obviously an area which has had quite a lot of trouble in the last 30 years or so but to sort of start seeing the other side of that now and a rebuilding phase coming through is it's really pleasing. I mean, we all think we've got tough jobs, but to put on that protective gear and go out and do that and, you know, paint brushes to, to remove know. soil, I mean, that, that is pressure. That is pressure, yeah, it's big pressure. And Keaton's asked for one of those for short leg, those suits, but it's, uh, as I say, it puts things massively in perspective. It makes you really uh, realise the danger that some people are in, real danger that some people are in when they, when they get to work in the morning. Um, and, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in the position we are. I guess it's great from the England cricket team to come here for, for the, the group here to actually get the, the message out worldwide because it's not just Sri Lanka this is a problem. It is it's a problem in many countries around the world. So it's, it's, it's almost you're, you're helping doing the ambassadorial bit. Well, yeah, and to be honest, I, when I first heard about this, um, I, I didn't have much knowledge on it at all and actually having experienced this now and a better understanding of... Um, you know, Sri Lanka, it's passed this last 30 years or so It's it's been a massive eye-opener and I think the more awareness that we can create around um, difficult communities and parts of the world that are going through stuff like this, the better um, and, and try and do as much as we can to help help aid that Brilliant stuff from Joe Root, you can hear that full interview as part of our lunchtime show uh, at the SSC and the third and final test match later this week but uh, Keaton Jennings, England opener who scored a century in the first test match uh, also had this to say uh, when he spoke with Macca. Keaton, I guess the phrase eye-opening is probably the, the experience of the last couple of hours, coming up here to an area that minefields just caused such devastation Yeah, definitely, look, I mean, over the last couple of days I've kind of done a little bit of research about the Civil War and I suppose the, the devastation that it's caused and the unsettlement of a whole community to move down and move back um, and, and the way they've gone about I suppose clearing the area to get people back um, is, is, is really impressive so yeah, to come here over the last couple of hours and see the sort of attention to detail that they spend um, on, on a daily basis trying to clear these areas is really impressive. I guess the thing as well is test cricket can sometimes be a slow thing but if you've got to move inch by inch centimetre by centimetre to clear a huge huge area of land it's painstakingly slow. Oh definitely look I mean when you're talking uh, I mean it is a matter of life and death for, for a lot of people so when you're faced with any sort of explosive device right in your face and, and you the person that has to get rid of it um, you're going to take your time so look like I say, the intention to detail that, that the demanders do on a daily basis is pretty impressive. I mean, you sweating buckets here after just sort of walking around for an hour. So, look, really impressive. Um, and, and hopefully they can con- continue to, to sort of clear the area. I mean, the, the growth that's happened, or you can see visually that's happened over the last 
I suppose, period of time um, with the new farming areas, the new houses, the schools. So, yeah, really, really good work. You've just had the protective gear on. I mean, you've mentioned how hot it is. It looked heavy, it looked hot. I mean, it's hard work in the first place. Wearing that gear as well... That, you've got to concentrate so much, I guess. Oh, definitely. Look, again, it's, it's a matter of life and death. You've got an explosive device in your face and you want to make sure you get it right. I mean, it's very claustroph- uh, claustrophobic in and around that sort of uh, protective grill. Um, it's quite heavy, it's hot. Um, I mean, I'm not a massive sweat as it is, but I'm sort of drenched in sweat. Um, so, yeah, look, it's really hard work. Um, and again, big up to the people that do it on a daily basis. Does it also maybe, if you like, clarify the mind a bit that we talk about, you know, cricket being really important and it's people's jobs people say, oh, cricket's my life. Does it help clarify the mind a little bit that actually it's just a game of 11 blokes against 11 blokes or women just whacking a ball around? Massively. Look, at the end of the day, there's a lot more to life than cricket. And, and when you come to areas like this, um, it, it's really humbling to, to come into a community that's been displaced um, through a war, being brought back in and, and, and sort of, I suppose, being put back up on their feet, which is really amazing. So, yeah, like I said, there's a lot more to cricket than, than well, sorry, there's a lot more to life um, than, than just cricket. Having said that, that helmet you had on did look quite useful for short leg. I mean, that was a decent plastic covering on there. I mean, have you thought about taking yours away with you? Well, I thought about taking the sort of protective gear as well. So look, at times when guys hit the ball as hard as they do, you kind of want something on your chest, and I think that would really help. Um, but no, look, I mean, jokes aside, that, that, that stuff's really sort of heavy duty. Um, and standing at short legs, nothing compared to sort of face with a mine in front of you and, and having to get rid of it for what hopefully protects a child or a family one day. On to cricket for a moment then. Friday, test match starts and England have an opportunity of a clean sweep of a subcontinental series. I mean, that's just an incredible thing. You know, we were all talking a few weeks ago about how difficult this series was going to be. That would be a huge achievement, wouldn't it? Look, it would be a huge achievement, but in the same same respect, that's five days of hard cricket. We, we need to get there first. There's, what, four, three or four sort of warm-up days going into it. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into a test win, so to come off the last two has been really uh, sort of special. Um, and, again, hopefully we can just continue doing what we've done. I mean, Ruti's been amazing in the way he's he's led here um, in the way he's kept us calm at, at some pretty sort of tough stages. I mean, T on day four was a tough stage when they needed 80 and five wickets in hand. So, look, he's kept the guys going brilliantly. And, and, and the guys have just kept going through through their own processes for, I suppose, lack of a better cliche. Was it as much mental strength that got England through that test match? Because 301, batting fourth, people think, well, you're never going to go. So we were saying in the commentary box, well, 220, that should mm. be enough. Is it about mental strength as much as anything else to say, look... Okay, they're keeping going, but we can do this. Let's stay calm and we get it done. Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, it's, it's mental strength, but a skill, uh, a bit of sort of backing your experience, of backing the um, belief that you've got the right game plan. Um, at times, I mean, when Angelo was going so well, you, you sort of doubt that process a little bit. Um, so I suppose to get that justification that, that you are doing the, the sort of correct things um, is, is, is quite pleasing. So looking at it then, England came here to win a series, you've done that. Is it now, if you like, self-drive to, to keep going? You know, it, it would be easier to say, well, look, we've got the series, well, we've got the West Indies in, what, five, six weeks' time. It's now actually personal pride and drive that keeps you going to make sure that every training session you give it everything to make sure that it's 3-0 at the end of it. Look, I think every game you pull in an England shirt, every day you pull in this, this, these three lines and, and, and represent England is, is a really special day. So if you're going to take your foot off the gas moving into the last game of a really important series, I, I think it's quite foolish. Um, I doubt any of the guys will be doing that. The guys will be working as hard as ever to, to make sure that we go into that last test as ready as we can be um, and hopefully give ourselves a chance to win it. And you can hear more 
from those interviews uh, from the north of the country with Keaton Jennings, Joe Root and uh, Mark Nicholas as well during the third test match at the SSC. This has been following on and to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. TalkSport at the test. England's winter tour of Sri Lanka. Exclusively live on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final... You can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 